So the topic of my speech is about uh, uh, the, the behavior, of, the anxiety behavior of some metamaterials. Uh, I acknowledge my co-authors, uh, my colleague Roberto Brighenti and uh, Frank and Soncini, who are two former uh, MSc students from my department uh, in Parma. Uh, so, as an introduction, uh, metamaterials are uh, materials where the uh, geometrical features of a microstructure give a behavior, uh, well, govern the behavior of the material rather than intrinsic properties of the material itself. Regarding abstract behavior is uh, related to the fact that uh, the, the, the material exhibits a negative Poisson relation. So uh, the mean value is lower than zero, and uh, what happens uh, clearly when you have a tensile condition, you have a, 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 an expansion laterally, and the, the opposite happens in compression. Uh, so there are um, a number of applications uh, of these uh, auxetic materials. Uh, so quoting this uh, paper of advance, uh, there is a positive side of the negative. And uh, so if you look at the properties, uh, there are uh, different applications. For instance, uh, there is a, a property related to the thickening of the, of the material, and this uh, might lead to application in uh, artificial blood vessel. So when you have a, 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 a condition of uh, expansion of a cross-section of the vessel, you have a thickening of the, um, of the wall of the vessel itself. There are properties related to the indentation resistance, and this can be an application in uh, impact uh, condition, so in ballistic uh, applications. There are a number of um, applications related to the um, increasing, improving the um, bonding between fibers and matrix, and this is due to the expansion of the material uh, when it's uh, under tensile uh, loading. Uh, plus, there are some interesting applications related to the fact that uh, you have a, a synclastic curvature. Uh, so when you have a, a, a one-dimensional bending, then the curvature has the same um, sign, and this can be applied in uh, producing ergonomic protections. Uh, other applications are related to the uh, transversal expansion when the material is stretched, like in security belts, and uh, also there are applications related to the uh, adjustable porosity, like in self-cleaning filters. Um, so the, uh, the geometries of these uh, abstract metal materials uh, um, are in different classes. Uh, one, is uh, characterized by uh, a lattice structure uh, with uh, a geometric, with oriental corners. Uh, and this is a very, uh, the class of material we, like, we are investigating. Uh, and also there are um, so-called chiral geometries where the uh, abstractive behavior is obtained by a kind of rotation of the elementary cells. So there is a, like an unwinding of the structure, and this can be achieved in a lattice structure where the relative density is low, or also in porous solids, 
where again there is a kind of rotational mechanism and in this later case we have a higher relative density. All these behaviors is characterized by highly nonlinear features because of geometric nonlinearity. So I'm, we are exploring here the deformability of this material. Uh, and we were looking at uh, a, a lattice structure with reentrant components. So the mechanism is like the one you see here. So when you have a, a pooling of the elementary cells, you have a lateral expansion. So uh, everything is detected by the geometry of the microstructure. Uh, in particular, we were uh, considering this uh, double arrow geometry, which is, can be found in the literature, but we further investigate the, the, the formability of this cell. So the mechanism is like this, when you pull, you have an expansion up to a certain stage and then contraction. Um, so we start from a, a simplest approach uh, in a small displacement considering a kinematic analysis. So we, are, we, we approximate the elementary cell as a truss uh, structure. And so the parameters are the inclination angles of the elements, uh, the size of the, of the cell. Uh, and of course, when you consider the displacement along the x-axis in this point, and uh, the uh, displacement and, uh, along the y-axis of this point, we can work out the Poisson ratio, uh, which is based on the uh, definition of the uh, strain for a gauge length related to this length of the um, cell and this length of the cell. So, uh, very simply, we can uh, obtain a, an expression for the um, Poisson ratio, which is governed by the inclination angles of the uh, elements of the cell. Um, so this is the uh, result, uh, the Poisson ratio versus the inclination angles. Here we have inclination angle beta zero. And here are different curves for each, uh, for different values of uh, alpha knot angles in the initial configuration. When you have alpha knot about 27 degrees, you have a square cell. So you can see that uh, you achieve an exact behavior when the inclination angle is in this range from 0 to 90. And uh, the values approach a uh, very high value of negative value of the Poisson ratio when uh, beta not is approaching zero. In all these uh, curves, you do, we don't have any cell size in uh, dependence. So regardless of the size, of the physical size of the cell, we are always the same behavior because of this um, kinematic analysis. When uh, we uh, try to we consider the um, bending stiffness of the elements, we can describe the elementary cell as a framed structure. We have some rotational constraints due to the periodicity of the, of the cell, 
and so from a, a simple elastic equilibrium, we have, again, we are in small displacement, we have the uh, displacement relation in point A and point B. So from the ratio of the uh, horizontal and vertical displacement, we have the uh, uh, Poisson coefficient, which depends now on the cross-sectional area of the elements uh, and the moment of inertia of the, uh, of the elements. And plus some, um, of course, the young models of the materials, uh, and plus some uh, geometrical features. So, uh, we can elaborate the, the expression, which I showed you before, and for a square cell, uh, as a reference, we have this uh, expression for the uh, Poisson coefficient, Poisson ratio, uh, which depends on the uh, relative stiffness parameter, which is the ratio of between axial and bending stiffness of the elements. Uh, and uh, it depends on the inclination angle. Uh, this relative stiffness parameter is actually a function of the relative density uh, of the cell, which is this rho r, which can be in the first approximation written in this way. Uh, and the relation is like this, so there is an inverse proportion of k to the uh, rho r to the power of 2. And so this is uh, the results in the range of accepted behavior of the inclination angle. We have uh, an influence now of the cell size. So when you go to uh, um, the relative density to one, you have a decreasing cell size. And then this is the value which is obtained when the uh, relative density approaches zero which correspond to the results of the kinematic analysis I showed you before. Um, so large displacement, uh, again now with the kinematic analysis, we have different options to define the Poisson relations depending on the definition of the strain. This is uh, the, the nominal Poisson ratio, which is based on the displacement vector joining the undeformed the reference and the deformed configuration and uh, uh, this is for a square cell again and we have a Poisson ratio which depends on C which is the current length of the, uh, of the cell which can be related to the uh, horizontal strain epsilon x and this is another definition of the tangent of the Poisson ratio which is now based on the tangent displacement vector in the deformed configuration. And this is the trend of the Poisson ratio for the two nominal and tangent definition as a function of the longitudinal deformation. So the dashed line is for the nominal Poisson ratio for a specific geometry of the cell. And this is the value, of course, when epsilon x zero of the small displacement analysis. Uh, finally, a large displacement elastic equilibrium. Uh, we, don't have, we don't have an easy uh, to handle uh, um, closed form solution. Uh, so we perform a numerical, simple numerical model and these are the results. Now there is a dependent dependence on the relative uh, density. Uh, 
So uh, this slide is just to, to point out that uh, there is a, a, a step further to when we go from micro, uh, meaning at, at the um, elementary cell scale, to macro scale. So when we assemble elementary cell, in the uh, gauge that we choose for defining the uh, strain in the elementary cell, uh, we we have. Uh, uh, the same deformations when we go to the cell assembly. Of course, uh, uh, this is true when we have an infinite size of the, um, of the assembly, but actually when we are in a finite cell assembly, we have some boundary effects uh, uh, in, in the displacement. Uh, so we wanted to experimentally um, analyze this problem uh, and so because of the complex geometry, one uh, useful tool is to use uh, uh, 3D printing, uh, 3D printed specimens. So we use this uh, so-called uh, fused uh, filament fabrication printing technique, and the material used is a, a polymer, a polylactic acid, and so this can very easily allow uh, complex geometry to be fabricated. Uh, so we studied two geometries uh, of square cells uh, with uh, this inclination angle of 50 degrees uh, and we varies only the size of the uh, cell. So this means a different relative density. Uh, this is uh, the assembly that we tested. This uh, is the real object. And uh, we have uh, tensile loading and displacement control. Uh, uh, this is the boundary effect that I mentioned before, that we observed experimentally. And then we perform a mapping of the displacement field, so we look at, we track the um, nodal displacement uh, of the lattice. Uh, we concentrated in a region of interest uh, our analysis and we um, using a, a simple um, finite element interpolation we uh, obtain a continuous uh, description of the uh, displacement field. Uh, this is the horizontal direction and this is the vertical direction at a certain um, level of the um, applied displacement. Uh, and uh, having the, the continuous description of the displacement field, we have uh, the uh, deformations uh, field and then from the ratio the Poisson uh, ratio. So this is for a, a, a specific sample at different level of applied strain, we have a map of the uh, Poisson ratio and as the Applied strain increases, uh, we have uh, a smoothening of the Poisson ratio values. We calculated over the region of interest the uh, mean value of Poisson ratio, which is uh, written here, and tends to decrease as the uh, applied deformation increases. Uh, so when we compare the experimental results, this point, to the uh, numerical results with the line, we actually find 
a discrepancy, but this is due to the fact that initially we uh, didn't consider the finite size of the nodes. So if we can take uh, this aspect into account in the finite element model, uh, considering some rigid link in the nodes, we have a very good fitting of experimental results. Um, this is for the two geometries. And uh, well, um, this are some conclusion, just a couple of minutes. I mean, this is initial work, so we concentrated on the deformation aspect of the problem, and of course, we wanted to go further and to, to analyze the failure of the uh, failure mechanism in, in, the, in the metamaterial. Uh, from the strength and also instability point of view. And also we started to explore the, the, the behavior of the setting material with violet density, considering porous sockets. So there are these uh, geometries where we started to uh, study. Again, we make use of the 3D printing to uh, produce the form and casting this uh, silicon rubber into them, we have this uh, specimen. Here, the, the offsetting behavior is obtained by placing uh, elliptic force with alternating pattern, and this again gives some kind of rotation of the elementary cell. So, just a few slides. These are some comparison now using digital image correlation between uh, finite elements and experiments in terms of strains. And finally, of course here we are working with large deformation strains because it's very, um, it's a rubber, so it's very high uh, deformability considered. And finally, a comparison uh, of the Poisson ratio as a function of the longitudinal strain and this, uh, okay, these different curves are because uh, here is for a infinite uh, um, plate and this is for the finite size uh, and you have, we have a good uh, matching with the experiment. So thank you for your attention.